Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and for marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 169th episode, the four major causes of a bad marriage and how you can reverse the madness, part two, plus live phone calls answering your marriage and crisis questions. Please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast, especially if you are getting uh, value, give it a big thumbs up. Don't wait. Get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so our quote of the day, quote, a man of courage embraces suffering, serves thy beloved, sacrifices self by being the rock for masculinity and the full truth of Christianity, end quote. Catholic Alpha. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so we are back, and today's uh, content is very good. It's about the four major causes of a bad marriage and what are some things you can do to get out of it. And this is part two. Um, and, hey, I was in the same position. My first uh, marriage was like I thought everything was cool. But every time I thought so, when I thought I was getting bad, I mean getting good, or it was good, it would get bad again. And I didn't know what to do. Um, and so my wife, my my first wife, she um she left me. Wanted a divorce. I mean, she left for real this time. This wasn't no like go home and then I call you and you come back type of thing. This was a real thing where she actually moved out, moved into her own apartment, start missing another dude, you know, stuff like that. And um then uh she died of leukemia while we we're in divorce court. And so it was just a bad, bad situation. It took me a few years to get over that one. Um, and so I had uh, my two boys and I had to find a mother to um, help me raise them. And so then that's when I got, in the, uh, I got married, uh, got in the Catholic faith and went from there. And a lot of things that I'm going to say today, especially when we get down to the four major causes, a lot of guys going to think, there he goes, blaming me again. They're blaming the husband, blaming the man. And really, I'm not. Really, you guys got to really understand. I know women have their problems. Women have major problems. 
They got a lot of stuff going on. But as I tell every single man that I work with, only God only holds one person responsible for that home. And it ain't your wife. It's you. And so I know that if I can get the man to take on his responsibility to embrace God, to embrace his mission as a man, he will fix himself and then his wife and his children will come along with him. If for any reason at all you doubt that, look at your marriage now. Every time you do something bad or good, most of the time your wife either falls along or she doesn't. Your kids, the same thing. And then the, the more time that goes on and things are worse and worse and worse, then your family, especially your wife, begins to think that you're selfish. And this is why I harp so much on changing the men because I had to do the same thing. I'm not, I never tell anybody to do anything that I haven't done. Um, and also talk to other so many other men that it has worked in their marriage too. So I'm just not talking off the side of my head. A lot of men have this problem of, well, that don't sound logical. That don't sound like I something for me, so I ain't going to do it. But how do you even know what you want to do? How do you know what works and don't work? You and a, you're terrible at relationships. Think about it. Most men are terrible at relationships. They aren't. They're good. They're great. They're great doctors, great lawyers. Um, hell, maybe even good, great father. But that, that, you know, that, that marriage, that marriage thing, man, it ain't like you think. And it's a lot, lot harder. And if we don't open our minds and try to learn and, and get off our butts and try to learn how to be a better husband, which trickles down to our kids, it really does. The better husband you are, the better that that the kids look at, the better your kids are. The, the more holy of a man you are, the better your wife comes to you, the more the better your wife uh, uh, cooperates with you and things like that. So. Today, I'm going to talk about some things that a lot of you probably going to agree with. And I'm so sorry. I am sorry because, you know, I've been where you are and I understand how we can be in the situation. We have no confidence. We're depressed. We have a lot of anxiety. We're stressed out. We don't know what to do. And this is foreign, this is foreign material for a lot of us. You know, I do this because I've been through the storm and um, I want to try to lead you out of that. Um, into the sun. Um, but that can only be done if we take our egos out of the way. That is the main, main obstacle to men, for men, is they can't take their darn ego out of the situation. And so Satan just continues to rule your life, to rule our lives, and our, rule our marriages. Okay? And so I want you to try to listen and try to understand what I'm saying, that really my intent is to help you. My intent is to help you, to, to, to show you that I have your best interest at heart. Because I do this mainly because of a ministry to God, my apostolate to God, and, I'm, and, and it's my passion. And I also have a little talent at it. And so when I come to you, I'm not talking out the side of my head. I'm talking about some things that really can really help you if you just kind of follow along um, and, and, and allow allow our pride to get out of the way and embrace humility like our Lord did. OK, so what we're going to do real quick is we're going to uh, review the Q&A we had yesterday, the questions and answers uh, real quick. I'm going to flow this real quick. We're going to take a break and then we're going to get into part two of, of um 
of the four major things that cause uh, a bad marriage. Okay, so the first question was, how does a marriage turn good to bad? Well, the spouse begin to get lazy and take each other for granted. The stress of kids, money and the job, they get too comfortable with each other and they allow the emotional close to evaporate from their marriage. If you want to hear more about yesterday's um, about these questions and more in depth um, uh, explanation and things. Uh, go to episode yesterday's episode, which is 168 at Catholic Alpha Radical Live uh, YouTube channel. Um, and just hit go and hit the live tab, L-I-V-E, hit the live tab, and then you'll see episode 168 right next to today's episode 169, which is happening right now. The next question is, how does a good marriage turn to boring, lackluster, and me- mediocrity? Well, the husband neglects and stops showing the passion fire for his wife. Men forget they are the pursuers of their wife, and she expects that forever. Men begin to place many things and problems above their marriage. The marriage is no longer a priority over the kids, job, and its pleasure. He sees the marriage as well. It, it, it is not broke. If it's not broke and doesn't need fixing, then why do I need to fix it or mess with it? Not realizing that marriage maintenance is the most important and not waiting until there is a problem to be fixed. Please, this is why I try to get everybody to understand marriage is about marriage maintenance. You cannot go through your life and not tend to your marriage because it will start to flow, go down really fast. And you'll look up and you will be in marriage crisis. Okay. Uh, The next question is God, the son and the Holy Spirit in the marriage. Without our Lord, the marriage eventually degrades. We think we create a good marriage but on our own, but that is far from the truth. The grace from God is needed to keep the marriage and family in order. Yes, we cooperate with God's grace, and so we help create the great marriage as well. But we are far from the cause. And then the last one, oh, that's it. That's the last one. Um, so after the break, we're going to get into today's uh, the four things that um, cause a bad marriage. So stay with me. Um, so that we can get some education going on, y'all. Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, fellas, we back, we back, and, oh, man, are you serious? 
I don't know why I did that. Does it every day. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, I'm, we're back. So let's get started with today's content. And it's a doozy. It's a doozy. And I want you guys to know that this is important. If you know the cause of things, that causes what that will do is cause you to contemplate what's going on, which will do what? Get you to start thinking about how to solve it, which would do what? Get you to make a plan, which would do what? Give you confidence and get rid of your stress. Okay. Um, and, and that's what our goal is today. If you could know what the four major things that are causing marriage problems or that cause a bad marriage, then that can help you to, to really get in depth about what you may need to do to get on the road to creating a great marriage. And one of the things that one of the holy lover gifts is, you know, a holy lover never ceases in his pursuit of sainthood, holiness, and perfection. That's called to us by God. That's called through us by Jesus. And one of the things that that I try my best to never do is to be complacent where I am in any facet of my life, especially my relationship with God and especially my relationship with my wife. And that has served me well the last 15, 20 years. It really, really has. Um, I don't let anything, as I said yesterday, I don't let anything, 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 anything get in the way of those two things. And the reason why, man, is because I've been in hell with it and I don't want to go back there. (laughs) Okay? I really don't. So that's why I do my best to get you out of the hell so that you don't want to go back. It's like a dude that's a crack addict. You know, once they get so low, man, and they get they fight their way out of that pit, they don't ever want to go back there again, ever. And this is kind of the way it is. But the problem is when you're in the middle of the hell, you don't really see your way out. So when the Holy Spirit sends you somebody that can help you and is willing to help you, you just can't see it. You just can't see it. You allow all that demonic oppression to get in your brain and you start thinking of every reason in the world why I shouldn't hire this guy or every reason in the world why I shouldn't do the work, every reason in the world why I shouldn't accept that idea. And once you understand how Satan works, man, it makes it a lot easier to deal with the with demonic oppression. Okay. So next, uh, also, you know, get in the queue. If you got any questions about these things I'm going to talk about, let me know, man. Get in the call. Get, call uh, 313-RADICAL, uh, 313-RADICAL, and, and me and I can have a nice little quick conversation. So let's get started. The major cause of a bad marriage. So first, remember, these two statistics here real quick, these two marriage statistics. Keep these in mind as we go through the rest of the content for today. So number one, the divorce rate is 50% or higher. I think it's higher. Uh, some people say it's lower, but it's lower because it's bad. Lower mean, lowering me that many people are living together today. So, so many people living together that there's no divorce. They don't divorce. They don't have, they don't divorce. <laughs> so if, you, if you're living together, not married, then of course you're not going to get divorced, you know, and people live together for years and years and years, even old people. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense at all. There's no commitment on either side. The person can leave whenever they want. That is not the the that is not what God uh, intended for our relationships between men and women. Um, okay, so that divorce rate is one, but the second one that's even more telling and proves 
goes a long way to prove the things I'm going to talk about today and really the things I talk about all the time about how men need to get ourselves together is other divorces filed as much as 80% of those are filed by women. Most people can say, well, that's their problem. Women, women, they're, they're divorcing their husbands for no reason. They're doing, of course, a lot of them, they are doing it for no reason. They don't know that, though. They think they have a good reason. You know, people today, they can, people today, I will say, like I told my wife this morning, people today, they can rationalize anything they want in their mind so they feel good about doing what they doing. Especially if they go to knuckleheads and they get bad advice and women will do that, go to people who ain't even married. And why would, I don't even get me into that. You know, you gonna go to, if you are, contemplating leaving your husband or you are unhappy in your marriage as a, of a woman, just do me a favor and don't go to a divorced woman and don't go to a single woman. What can they tell you about, about more about misery? The single woman, she don't even care. Obviously, she might care about getting married, but she ain't married. She doesn't even where you want to be. You want to be single? You want to split up your family? You want to tear up your child's life? You want to do that? So then you do talk to a single woman, Miss, Miss Single Mother. Yeah, talk to her. Then you'll be you will be divorced. You be in the, you matter of fact, you'll be in the court in, in a week. Then don't talk to divorced women. Divorced women can't keep a man. They can't keep they they couldn't keep their man happy. So why would you go talk to a woman who don't know how to keep a man happy? Don't even make sense when you think about it. You know, you, why would you do that? You never, one of the number one rules is my father taught me in life. You don't go talk to somebody that ain't where you want to be. So if you follow that rule, why would you talk to, if you're a married woman that's got one, two, 10, 12, 15 kids, a husband that is trying his best to love you, although he's not doing it the way you want and you're mad at him and you hate him right now, you still would not go talk to those kind of people. What you go do is you find a priest. Well, that's hard these days to find a one that's going to talk to you, right? But also the really important thing is find a couple who's going to church, going to mass that you trust that seems happy and seems going on in their marriage. Talk to that woman first. Talk to them. There's plenty of them. You just got to find them. But what do people and women do? They go and talk to their they workmates. First of all, she's in the workforce. So already she don't really know much about a marriage. Women in, work, in the workforce don't really know much about marriage. They know about trying to make it work with kids and daycare and all that kind of stuff and, and neglecting their husband. But if a woman's going to work 10, 14, 16 hours a day, does she know anything about marriage? No, she don't. Not really. You need to find a woman that loves marriage. She loves her husband. She loves her family. She And she shows it by going to mass, by spending time with them, by loving them. I, I'm, you know, and she goes, and you want to talk to a woman that when you talk to her, she, she's vibrant about marriage, about her husband. She talks about her husband a lot. You know, she's not sitting there dogging her husband out. Oh, he did this and he did that. You don't want to talk to a married woman like that. You want to find a woman that's happy and, and fulfilled in her marriage and in her family. That's who you talk to, ladies. And that woman will, will at least listen to you and give you very, most of the time, very good advice about 
how to do this with your husband and how to get him to listen and all the complaints you have, you know, and, and, and your priest and pastor. A lot of times they, you know, there are a lot of good priests and pastors out there. So, you know, if you know, try to find one that'll help you. If you go to a priest or pastor and first thing they do is talk about divorce him or call the police on him or all that kind of crazy mess, then you got to get away from that priest because he'll know what he's talking about. You know, and the way up, the way you judge a priest or pastor in this in this area is if you as a lady, a wife, go and talk to him and tell him your problems, and he says, you know what, I understand what you're saying. You know what? I'll call your husband, have your husband call me or whatever, and schedule an appointment with me, and I'll talk to him for you. Boom. That's a pastor or a priest who knows what they're doing for the most part. They're just not taking one side of the story. They're getting both sides of the story, right? That's what you want. You just want as a man and a husband and a father, you just want fairness. Like if you're gonna listen to my wife, at least hear me as a as a as a as a as a shepherd, right? As a shepherd. That's your job as a shepherd, as a priest, as a pastor, is to to shepherd your flock. And so if if a woman comes to me crying and oh and all that, so first thing I'm gonna do is say, and listen to everything she got to say, and then you say, you know what? You might be right, and I understand, but I tell you what, let me talk to your husband for you. And if you and, and if you're a priest and she goes, Oh no, you can't do that, then she needs to get out of your office. Because she ain't serious. She just wants somebody to bitch and whine to. But if she says, yes, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him and, and I'll have him schedule a, you know, a, a meeting with you and, and you call him stuff. Because most men respect their priests. If they're in the church, they respect their priests and they respect their pastor. So if the pastor says, hey, we, have, we have a meeting, you have a meeting, the guy's going to go for the most part if he's any kind of Christian. Okay? So, you know, that's where we are. The 80% of women filing for divorce, we got to ask ourselves what the problem with that is, okay? So we're all searching for something, and many have no clue that it is good, uh, that it is good and our Lord, okay? We're searching for a God and our Lord, but we don't really know that we are. Many things cause women and men to file for divorce, even when they know instinctively that divorce is not the answer, but they are miserable and have no idea. How not to be miserable so they say so they sever their marriage. So when a woman asks for divorce or a man asks for divorce, they're miserable and they have no idea how not to be miserable anymore. So what do they do? First thing they say is, well, it's her problem or it's his problem, and they sever their marriage. But that's not how you fix a marriage. Divorce is like this is what divorce is like, y'all. First of all, God does not, anybody tells you that God. And our Lord and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, uh, is happy with divorce or is is um, is okay to divorce. Get away from as far as you can because they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, in Scripture, even Christ says it. From the the reason that Moses allowed divorce in the Old Testament is because of the hardness of the men's heart. What does that mean, man? It was no allowed. At first, they didn't, God didn't allow divorce. And so Moses was like, well, we can't divorce her. So men start killing and beating and, 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 and infidelity on their wives and stuff. So back then, everybody was, you know, it was a lot more savagery going on, I guess. And so Moses, God allowed Moses to say, okay, boom, we can have divorce, blah, blah, blah. But then Jesus goes on to say 
in the beginning, it was not meant to be. It was not so. Adam and Eve were married for what? Eight, nine hundred years or something. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? They were married for a long a thousand years. Okay. That's the proof. That's why Christ is saying there's no such thing as divorce. Okay. Unless it is unlawful. Unlawful means what? Unlawful means that your marriage never was. That's why Catholics have annulments. When Catholics go and get an annulment, it's not a divorce. It is what it is, is the tribunal, the church, Jesus Christ, looks at the marriage. And if there was something before the marriage that um, that makes the marriage unlawful, then that marriage can be severed or be annulled. Okay? Um, so what is something like, you know, a thing like a person lies to their to their spouse before they get married and don't tell them. That's the case for an annulment. Um, if they have adultery before they're married, that's the case for an annulment. You see what I'm saying? If they're for, I'm still not adultery, fornicating. They're fornicating on their, their 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 courting partner before marriage. That's the case for an annulment. If a woman is a lesbian and she don't tell her husband before they get married. That's a case for an annulment. You see what I'm saying? That's what unlawful means. I know I don't have it perfect, but for the just the just of it. And we got to understand that that's why God does not allow divorce. You are so you are when you marry that person, you are married forever. There ain't no if, buts, whys, or whatever. You're married forever, and only no one can sever that. Not even man, not even man can. Only the laws of the church, Christ's church, can sever that marriage. Okay, and only because it was unlawful, which means it was it was tainted from the beginning. People try to get married, they got 12 kids, and then the wife wants to get divorced. She tried to get an annulment. She knew what she was getting into. You got 12 kids with the man. You know, you can't be trying to go back and stuff, but what do people do? They want to cut, you know, it's like getting a divorce is like solving your marriage problems by like cutting off your arm. It's like severing your arm. Why would you do that? That's what divorce is like. I don't want to work on fixing my arm, so I'm just going to cut it off. That makes no divorce makes no sense when you think of it the way God thinks about it, not the way man thinks about it. Okay? Believe it or not, every single marriage on the planet can be fixed. Every single one. But it starts with the man. It don't start with the wife. It starts with the man. And if men can start to understand the power that they have as men and as husbands and as fathers, they would they would see and understand what I'm saying. And it would it would make their marriage a lot better. OK, so it's a shame, though. It's a shame that people are miserable and they don't know how to fix their marriage. In the Catholic Alpha program, marriage program, I found that the following four problems are the major cause of bad marriages. In the many years I've been I've been a marriage coach, I've seen some of the worst marriages. There is not much I have not seen or heard. But when husbands come to me, I see these four things as the cause and barrier to the degradation of their marriage. Many, many don't like how it seems that I am blaming the husband for many things and placing the responsibility on his shoulders. Honestly, it is not me, but God who does this. And it's time for men and husbands to understand that. When somebody tells you about your sin, dude, that's not him. That's not that person. You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit working through that person 
to tell you you're screwing up. Women, a woman who goes out because her husband, she believes, is a crappy husband, and she goes out and gets another man, and then somebody tells her about it, she gets mad. You know why? Because it's shameful what she's doing. But in her mind, that's all. I can't help it. I got to do it. And then they get mad because the devil wants you to not feel shame about your sinfulness. And women, they work on emotion. And so they don't really, they think they care about the kids. They think they're doing what's best for the family, but they're not. They're not. And when somebody calls them out, they get pissed off. And that ain't fair. But just think about it. In your life, when, when you've went against God, the natural law, the Ten Commandments, how's your life turned out? That's another thing. People don't really realize the reason for the Ten Commandments, the reason for Scripture, the reason for priests, the reason people, they think they're set up a certain way is to draw you to God. You are a machine. You are a creature, right? Your body's like a machine. It's, it's very sophisticated and, and, very, uh, and, and very intricate, right? You, you, you know, and your soul is, ever, is everlasting. Your soul is not going to die. So your soul lasts to eternity. And so your creator, our Lord, tries to give you these rules, these, these, this instruction booklet on how to not be miserable in your existence so that you can get you can be drawn to God so that you can be at peace so that you can reach eternity why because God knows your soul never dies God is the only one that can destroy a soul so guess what you people who who don't think there's a God you think when you die that your soul just going to be hovering above your house and stuff you're delusional you're delusional your soul is going three places when you die if you don't think I'm telling the truth look it up you either going to heaven, purgatory, or hell. Why? Because the soul does not die and it has to go somewhere. It's not going to be in your house. It's not going to be hovering above your wife's bed. It's not. It has to go somewhere. It can't stay. Once the soul is here, it cannot be here forever. It has to be placed somewhere. That's why when you die upon your death, immediately you're placed before Jesus Christ and you are given what is called the particular judgment. Right then and there, you're it is decided if you're going to heaven, purgatory, or hell almost immediately. And you know what? You're going to know why, too. You're going to know why. Because all the stuff is going to hit you, and you're going to understand why. And you can't argue, can you? You can't argue. And then, at the end of time, the, we're judged again. It's called the general judgment. Well, everybody that's ever lived, all the angels, all the uh, all the saints, um, all the um, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, um, 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 all the people in hell, all the people currently in hell, all the people currently in heaven, everybody stands before Christ and they are judged again. It's called the general judgment of everybody. And everybody will sit there who's ever lived throughout time will sit there and listen to it. And there will only be two people on down there in front of three people in front of Jesus Christ. It'll be you, the Blessed Mother, and Satan. And what's going to happen is 
Satan is going to be trying to trying to convince Christ to give you to him. And then the blessed mother is going to be sitting there trying to beg her son to give you another chance. But guess what? In the end, it don't matter. You are the one in control. You are the one in control now. And if your soul is in, is harm is in, is in, is damaged, you need to get it repaired by getting your butt to getting your butt to on confession and getting your life right and getting your soul right and stop, you know, doing silly, sinful things so that your soul can be, your soul can become pure so that it can stand before our Lord in the beatific vision. This is why there's purgatory. You cannot, no soul can stand before God that's tainted, that's impure. So God loves us so much that he created purgatory so that in purgatory, you burn off your imperfections if you don't if you don't have mortal sin. If you're in mortal sin, then you go straight to hell. If you're not in mortal sin, but you have a lot of, um, a lot of imperfections in your soul, and purgatory is burnt off of you through fire. Look it up, man. And look, don't just look it up. Look at the, the scripture proof. Look at the catechism of the church. Look at the, at, the, at the scripture proof, too. You'll see it. You'll see it. It'll convince you if you just open your mind and listen to it. So when I talk about the stuff that I'm talking about, man, I'm, I'm trying my best to get all husbands to understand that you are in control of a lot of things. As a man, God has given you a lot of power in your home and in your life, but you got to understand what that power is and how to use it and how to influence your wife and how to influence your children. And going out and going to work every day is not it. That's only a small, small part. I can't tell you how many guys, they just won't sacrifice nothing to save their marriage. They won't sacrifice work. They won't sacrifice money. They won't sacrifice their time. They just want to bitch and whine to somebody. And that's cool. Well, after bitching and whining for a year, you gotta you gotta make them, you gotta become a man of action. Okay. And so that's where we are today. I want you to try to understand what a bad marriage is. And if you're in one, try to figure out, you know, I'm gonna give you a lot of tips on how to get it get it out of it as I go along, like I'm doing right now. Okay. So try your best to hang in there, gentlemen. Try your best to hang in there. Okay. So now. Again, for the record, I am not on the side of women or men. I'm on the side of God and marriage. Um, and I just happen to have figured out that we men are the leaders. And so through duty and honor are called to be the protectors of our homes and the defenders from Satan. How great a job is that? So these are the four, the top four major causes I have seen in my years of being a marriage coach. Of 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 uh of bad marriages and usually marriages a marriage has all of them so usually a marriage just doesn't have one of these they have like all of them um, sometimes it might have one or two it doesn't matter even if you have one it'll eventually lead to all four because they kind of work on each other okay so number one the one number one uh, cause of uh, of marriage <clears throat> of a bad marriage is the husband is not engaging in prayer and spiritual warfare for his wife, marriage, and family. More importantly, partaking in the sacraments of the Catholic Church, going to Mass every Sunday, confession, adoration, taking the Eucharist, etc. Um, men, we just don't understand the supernatural world. We think we are the cause. 
when things go good, but when God with but God or someone else is the cause when things go bad. We have to get try our best to get out of this mindset that we are the ones that causes that makes everything good. No, we contribute, but it's through the grace of God that we can do the things that we do. If God is allowing things in your life, it's because he has a bigger mission, a bigger plan for you. Okay. Um, and when things go good, God is allowing it for a reason. You know, sometimes God allows things to go good so your butt can crash because you ain't listening. So he'll allow things to go good and then it'll crash on you. Or he'll allow things to go good because that'll lead you to something else good that he really needs you to do to work the plan. Okay. Um, and, and taking the sacraments is important. You know, the Eucharist, confession, getting baptized, being married, you know, your vocation. Um, all these things are very, very important. And they give you grace. They're called sacraments for a reason. It's sacred. That means Christ has given, has, has, has put, has put grace through these, these sacred, these seven sacred uh, things for you to be able to, to live a better life and to be at peace and to thrive and move towards him a little easier. Okay. Um, man, we've got to understand that if we do not enter spiritual warfare every day for our marriage and our family, um, who is? Another thing, too, St. Thomas Aquinas says, if you do not pray, you will not reach heaven. If you do not pray, you will not reach heaven. And now we ain't talking about saying grace either. Talking about meditative prayer, getting in there, getting your nose in the book, getting your get on your knees, being sacrificial to God, and, and, and praying and getting that grace for your wife and family. Okay. Satan loves a man who don't pray. He loves it because he got you. He got you. And when he's, once he has you, he has your wife and your kids. That's how you enter marriage crisis. You're in marriage crisis. People are in marriage crisis for why? Because the britches got too big and God is like, look, I need to rein you in. You tripping. Which means what? You're growing. God is saying you are moving too far away from me. Your soul is moving too far away from you, away from me. So what I got to do is send the pain, which I talked about yesterday. Send the pain, which is the demons. He allows the demonic in your life to cause havoc in your life and in your wife's life and in your kid's life. If as a man and a husband and a father, we are not defending our homes against Satan, we have a serious, serious problem. Okay, so um, if we as husbands don't fight the demonic daily in our marriage at home, who will? When we don't pray, go to mass, worship God as he asks, we are telling him that we don't need him and we have it all together. That's what you you men, husbands who 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 are in this world, you're married, you got a beautiful wife and a beautiful family. And you don't worship God, you don't go to mass, you don't go to church on Sunday, you don't go to Bible study, um, you don't go to daily mass, you don't do none of this stuff, you're telling God, screw you, God, I got it all together, I don't need you. I got it all together. See, I'm the one in control, I got it. And, you know, people, you know, people are always at the extreme. You can't do nothing without God or, you know, uh, what is the other one they say? Uh, 
you know, well, that's kind of like the main one. You can't do nothing without God. Or, oh, you know, you can do everything without God. You your own God. You can do everything that you put your mind to. No, you can't. It's called God's will. And we have to conform to that because you don't know what God's plan for you is if you don't consult him. If you don't consult the Holy Spirit. You people, who, serious church people who say you can't do no without God. That's so that's kind of true for the most part. It's true for the most part, but some of it ain't. What that's really is you got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes to you and then you can do um you can do anything right that's what the church person is really saying the person because no matter what it is you got to help you know no matter what god you got to because god is not going to force you to do anything but he will show you that you need him and that's when he allows the demonic in your home in your life um, in your wife's life your kids and things like that so i plead with you i plead with you please Please realize that Christ is in Christ is in charge of all temptation. And so when you don't cooperate and do as the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to do and you ignore the Holy Spirit, then then Christ will allow the demon to have his way with you in your house. And if you don't if you're not in spiritual warfare daily, then that's what will happen. And this is what people don't understand. Prayer and worship is get you get grace from that. You get grace as a man. You get power as a man. You're pleading and asking God to help you, to save you, to, to help your family, to, to move your family towards him. And he will if that is what's best for your soul. Okay? So this is why prayer warfare, spiritual warfare is so important. Um, I found in my life and in hundreds of other marriages that this attitude is prevalent and allows the demonic in our home. We need God. He knows it. The, ang- the angels know it, but more importantly, the demons know it and do all they can to fool you to thinking that you don't. And man, that is such a profound statement. A lot of times men don't know that they need God, but God knows you need God. You know, the angels know you need God and the demons definitely know it. And like you've heard me say, the demons know scripture and know God way better than we do. That's how they can manipulate us. Okay. Next, number two, horrible communication. Ooh, other than prayer, this is probably a big, big one. This is a big one. Two, the the second most thing that that's bad, creates bad marriages is horrible communication. The husband does not understand how to speak and communicate properly with his wife. Gentlemen, I cannot proclaim to you enough. You must learn (laughs) how to talk to your wife (laughs) because this is one of the first things where she starts to realize, you know, that fool don't love me. You know, he don't love me. I'm starting to realize that. You know why? Because he just talks to me bad. He don't talk to me lovingly or caring. He just talks to me like I'm one of his work buddies, work people at work or something. 
that is one of the first things where your wife starts to realize, does he really love me? If he loved me, why would he treat me like that? So communication is so important. It's so, so important. Men don't realize that you can't talk to your wife like you talk to anybody else, even other women. When you talk to your wife, your voice has to be loving and caring, a high pitch, like, you know, like and soft. You can't talk to your wife like you're talking to another man. You can't do that because instinctually her soul, her body, her instinct like starts to turn on you because that doesn't sound loving to her. Like I'm your wife and this is how you're going to talk to me. Guys who argue with their wife and fight with their wife and blame their wife and criticize their wife. uh, Guys who raise their voice to their wife, call their wife names, even in their head. This is not a real husband. This is not a man who deserves that woman and deserves that those children, that family that God's given them. And not just that, women look at it like you are hurting me. You are hurting my soul. Would you please stop treating me like this? But what most women do these days, instead of being a lady about it and talk to you about it, what they do, they start bitching and whining back. They start fighting you back. Which, like I said the other day, when women do that, they when women fight men back physically or um, through vocal and confronting them, they ignite the warrior spirit in a man of protecting himself. And so this is why it's stupid for a woman to argue back with a man because he and or or confront him or physically try to assault him. You know why? Because then you're not a woman anymore. You're not his wife anymore. What you are is you are a combatant and I'm going to get away from you or I'm going to not talk to you or I'm going to argue back or in the worst case, I'm going to hit you back and show you that you're not who you think you are. So this is important. This is important. Communication is so, so important. And it's the reason I'm telling you as the man is because it starts with you. Women will will respond lovingly and caringly if you speak to them properly. If you argue with them, eventually they will argue back with you. If you fight with them, eventually they're going to fight with you. Because when you got married, neither one of you felt like this, right? When you got married, you would never argue before you got married. You might have a little debate or something, but nobody's arguing and fighting. And if you are arguing and fighting like that, you can learn how to fix it or not get married, okay? That's a no-brainer. But we've got to understand how to communicate with each other. And the way you do that as a man is you are the catalyst. You, you can't call your wife names. You can't call her cunt. You can't call her the B word. You can't criticize her and say you never do think nothing right. You, you can't do these things. Why? Because your wife and you are bonded totally. You're bonded through God, you're bonded through making love to each other, and you're bonded through those kids. And so when you talk to your wife like that, you hurt her deeply. Even if you're disappointed in her, even if you're like disappointed in her, like, you know, like, you know, why did you not pay that bill? You know, we have to pay the bill. Even if you just, no matter how you say it, right, they still get all upset. Your wife gets upset because she is bonded to you and she is very sensitive to your needs and sensitive to you as her husband. And it hurts her psychologically, emotionally, 
and sometimes spiritually when she when she is not on the same wave as you. And so this is why the way you talk to your wife means so, so much. And you husbands out there who won't do that, you 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 can't. I have a lot of clients that they're they're like me. They're like kind of like very aggressive when they talk. They're very and then like they get big eyes and they're big and they're big men and and their wife, like when they start like getting excited, man, their wife thinks that they're mad, and then the wife starts to get scared of them, or not just maybe not scared, but she starts to get intimidated or thinks you don't love her, and then it starts to degrade from there. This is why your wife is your beloved gentleman. She's not your partner. She's not your work buddy. She's not your golf buddy. She's not your child. And it's it's complicated. I know it's complicated, but the payoff, man, the payoff to these things that you're learning is that your wife will know that you love her more than anything in the world. And then she will start to serve you more and be the woman that you need. Okay. But if your wife don't think you love her, she's not going to do anything for you. Matter of fact, she's going to be hostile towards you. Okay. And that goes along with being a good lover and intimacy too. It's the same thing. We've got, as men, I'm asking you to please, please, please stop being complacent and satisfied with where you are in your marriage. Stop being lazy and complacent and satisfied with where you are in your intimacy with your wife. Stop being lazy and and um. And 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 is satisfied with your relationship with God. Push these things, push the envelope so that you become greater and greater and greater. Okay. Look, Michael Jackson was probably one of the greatest performers in the history of the world. Him, Elvis Presley, kind of guys like that. But that's Michael Jackson. Okay, he's talented. Michael Jordan was probably one of the best or top five greatest basketball players in the history of the world. But that's Michael Jordan. You might be the top lawyer in your city. You might be the top dentist, the top doctor, the top uh, real estate agent and all of that. And all of these things, you push yourself in that, don't you? You push yourself to be the best in that. But with our marriage and our intimacy and our in our relationship with God, we just kind of settle. We can't do that anymore because our wives ain't going to stand for it no more. You know why? Because wives have too many avenues for pleasure than you these days. They got too many people in their ear, especially if your wife's in the workforce. Every day she has to fight to stay loyal to you, to stay loving to you, to stay the faithful wife to you. You you guys, man, you think, you know, it's hard for women too, right? They Think about it. I don't care how your wife looks. It doesn't matter how your wife looks. There's a dude out there that thinks she looks good. It is. And, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. My wife's in the workforce. She just told me yesterday, you know, she gets flirted with all the time. My wife is 58 years old. These young boys trying to get with my woman, man. <laughs> young boys, you know, 20, 25, 30 years old stuff. They flirting with her to try to see if she's going to do something with them. See, and what did my wife do? She came home and told me. 
Same with me. I'm out here walking, exercising, minding my own dang on business. And this woman that she walks the same place I walk, she just starts talking to me. She's talking to me and telling me, you know, um, she's talking to me and telling me, you know, a kid, you know, that, uh, that asking me how to get her kids back. Her husband took her kids and went to Arizona and all this stuff. And so, man, y'all know me, man. What did I do? I just kind of helped her a little bit as we're walking. So then for five times straight, every time I go over to walk at the church, here she come. One couple of times, she's sitting in the car waiting on me. Couple t- One time, she had this lady, one of her, I guess, one of her patients in the back seat that she didn't bought to the walking track to talk to me. I'm like, okay, so I got to cut this off. <laughs> so I'm walking, and my wife always says, you know, men, are y'all so dense. Y'all, you, that one, women are all hitting on y'all all the time. Y'all don't even know it. <laughs> so, hey, man. So check it out, man. So we, the, the lady's walking with me, right? And so I'm praying my rosary while I'm walking. And so she's walking and she's like, well, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. And so then it clicked. When she started, and she, I'm walking like, we walked like about two or three blocks and then I figured it out. Okay, so I'm not, my honey baby, I'm not as dense as you think. <laughs> so I said, and she's a young girl too. She's probably 28, 30, 32, something like that. I said, well, she's walking with me and talked to me. I said, well, I guess I'll see you later. And I start walking real fast. <laughs> so I get home, I tell my wife. But what I'm saying on that is this, man. As a woman, you are in competition for your husband every single day. As a man, as a man, as a husband, you're in competition for your wife every day. And stop thinking that ain't people out there that want to get with your woman, man. Stop thinking that. Stop thinking that, man. Take your stuff serious, man. Because what? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Your wife going to start having an emotional affair or having a physical affair with somebody. Oh, then you're going to perk up. Oh, what's happening? What's she doing? You know, it's too late then. It's too late then. Show your woman that she is the most important person now and do the things it takes to keep her interested in and be passionate about her. Okay? That's what this is about. And the fact, another thing that you guys don't realize, my wife came home and told me that the young boys at her job are trying to get with her. That's how strong our marriage is. Think about that. How many wives that stuff like that happen to them and they don't say nothing? Because the vulnerability, they don't have the trust there. They think the man going to get mad. He's going to get jealous. This is why I try to plead with you guys to be approachable. Be approachable. Don't lose control. Don't get pissed off. Don't be all jealous and stuff. The fact that your wife is telling you these things is a great thing. Why? Because she loves you now still. She cares. She cares about your relationship. Okay? So, next, if a man can't um, if a man can't learn to speak to his wife properly, he will lose her. The emotional connection will leave, and he will lose his wife and family. Think about it. Communication is how your wife is in love with you. You listen to her every word. 
and she listened to you. Now you raise your voice, speak to her in any way that hurts her feelings, maybe even call her names. When you were courting, you would have never done that in a million years, would you? But see, we men get to that too dang comfortable with our wives as though they are business partners and have a job to do to keep the business going. And women won't put up with that forever, especially today, because they have too many avenues and too many folks in their ear, gentlemen. You cannot ignore and neglect your wife anymore. There's a competition for your wife every day. And guess who's one of those competitors? Satan is. Okay? They sign women, they wives, they signed up for your loving touch, your caring actions, a feeling of security, trust, and devotion. They signed up for your love, not to be your business partner. Okay? And so that's what I want to leave you with today. I want you guys to understand that your wife. I want you to look at it like this. You should be always be on your toes with your wife. You should always be a little stressed out with a little stressed with your wife. You should always be vulnerable with her. Why? Because that'll keep you on your game. That'll keep you on your game, man. It, it, this is what wrong. What I don't like to see in my husband husbands is they 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 forget. They, they got this lovely, beautiful, attractive woman out there, especially since she's in the workforce. And even if she ain't, your wife goes to the store, your wife goes to the bank, your wife goes to her mama's house, her friend's house. She goes out to lunch. Your wife, and that's you guys, you can't physically protect your wife all the time. So what do you need? You need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need to get your butt in spiritual warfare, please. And then while you at work and doing your job, the soup, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is keeping Satan off your wife and your kids. This is the power you have as a man over your home. You have protection and defense powers. And if you if you use that by going through Jesus Christ and, and, and doing your prayers every day and entering the spiritual battle every day, the Holy Spirit will reward you with a loving wife who will deflect all those jerks trying to mess with a married woman. They will they will help your kids make the right. The Holy Spirit will assist your kids in making the right decisions that you and your and your wife would have them make when y'all ain't around. Dude, when I learned this and I got this in my and I and that clicked with me, I have not, there's not been one day in my life that I've not prayed. Not one day. You know why? Because I ain't leaving my wife and kids out there unprotected. I ain't doing it. I ain't stupid no more. I ain't doing that. I'm not gonna do it. And if I don't do it and I don't protect and defend my children and my wife, who in the hell's gonna do it? Because everybody else got their own life. They got their own wife. They got their own children. They got their own job. So that's why I'm begging you to please hear and try to embrace what we've talked about today and what we're going to talk about yesterday and what we're going to talk about tomorrow. This is not a game. You're in competition for your darn wife every day. Start acting like it. Start acting like it, okay? 
And I promise you, it will pay off, man. It will pay off. Women, same thing. Stop taking your husband for granted. Stop being mad at him. Guide him and learn how he thinks and how much he does love you. But you got to be a lady. You can't confront him. You can't argue with him. You can't fight with him. You can't get in his face. You can't, you, you can't lie to him. You've got to be trustworthy so that your husband will love you and, and, and love you and want to be devoted to you for the rest of his life. And he will love doing it. It won't be a chore for him. But you've got to help him by being a lady, by being a feminine, loving, caring, beautiful woman that he thought he married. It's a team. It's a team, y'all. We got to work together to cooperate. And you will see your marriage will flourish, which will do what? Get those kids to flourish. Everybody wants their kid. They focus on the kid about being some great lawyer or their money, their, their career. Man, that is not the most important thing for a child. They're going to figure that out as they go along on this earth. But God, you and your wife loving each other, man, and showing your kids that, that is the most, and you guys leading your kids to God, that is the most important thing that you can do on this planet. It really is. Now, look, your kids might not get it at first, but eventually they will. They will if you love them and they show they know that you love their mother and their mother loves you. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. And so tomorrow we will do part three. Um, and I hope that you guys will join me. And we're going to do the last two of the four major causes. Um, again, this stuff is involved. It's complicated. But listen, I think you up for the challenge. So see you tomorrow. And as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort you were made for greatness now go forth christian soldier the spiritual fight is upon you fast pray and prepare 
for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!